liquidity as the missing equity investment style? That's the question we'll tackle today on this edition of the Take 15 series. Hi, I'm John Bowman, Head of Innovation and Product Solutions, and I'm here in Boston, Massachusetts with the Chairman and Chief Investment Officer of Zebra Capital Management, Professor of Finance at Yale, and the founder of Ibbotson Associates, a Morningstar company, Roger Ibbotson. Roger, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Roger, you've written extensively in the last few years about the emergence, and really I should say the discovery, because you, you claim this has been going on for several years now, of a new equity investment style, that of liquidity that you think should be put alongside that of our traditional styles, such as size, growth versus value, et cetera. Can you talk us through that? Well, yes. I Actually, it, it is, first of all, I'll say it's quite different than, than either size or value growth, those types of things. It's, it's, it's a whole different dimension. And in order to be a style, you really have to have a premium attached to it uh, so that long term you get an extra return for, for holding it. Um, and I think, secondly, of course, to be a style, you have to be different than the existing styles. And, and it, it also should be something that you don't have to trade uh, every day in order to maintain. It has to be something that's stable over time that you can actually presumably run portfolios and they show up in portfolios. So these are all the kinds of things that we've been studying and these are all the sorts of things that we're really demonstrating that liquidity is every bit as much of a style as, say, size or value growth. And what type of alpha in your research have you found that this style has offered versus uh, a typical benchmark? Yeah, well, first of all, I'll say technically you don't have to call it even an alpha. If it's a style, we might call it a beta. But since it's not recognized really at this point as a style completely, it shows up as an alpha. So, and you get it basically about a 2 to 3% extra alpha on top of any, any kind of uh, uh, beta kind of returns you might get from size, size or value. And that even shows up in the mutual fund space. If you actually look at mutual funds and you, and you categorize those mutual funds that are in, investing in the less liquid holdings, and I'm doing a study with Tom Zork and James Shang on that, um, and, and it shows up that you get this extra 2 to 3% return, uh, mutual funds get that if they, in fact, hold the less liquid holdings versus the most liquid holdings. I see. Well, I want to talk a little bit about how you suggest implementing this, this strategy, this new style. But just quickly, at a higher level, uh, correlations I read recently are at near all-time highs with the S&P 500. There's also been, as you know, a proliferation of absolute return type strategies. One question that comes to mind is, do, style, do styles even matter anymore in this market, in this environment? Actually, they matter more than ever because uh, as correlations of individual stocks are so high with each other, it's actually the sort of the systematic effects that, that determine how you do. And so there's a systematic effect of a size, a small versus a large cap stock, or a value versus a growth, or I might say in, as, in a, as a uh, less liquid or a more liquid stock, these, these are the things that actually dominate and, and, and actually determine how a portfolio performs. Great. Okay, so when we talk about implementation of this type of, of strategy, talk us through how we might actually execute this from a measurements perspective. How are you measuring liquidity of public equities? Uh, are there certain frequency of rebalancing that you would specifically suggest in your research? Well, first of all, these, this, is, this, is, um, this can be uh, uh, put together in portfolios because these styles are, are stable over time 
and you and the, the holding periods can be relatively long. Uh, we use actually about two-year holding periods where, where you uh, don't have to have high turnover in these portfolios. But the way you look at it is, what is uh, we don't look at so much the short-term impacts of, of the trading costs that affect the liquidity. We look at more how much trading activity is there long-term in, the, in these stocks because it's actually these long-term effects that have uh, the big impacts on the returns. Right, right. And how have you found over time that this style has held up in different geographic regions, across sectors, across even market environments, such as the crisis we're in today, for example? Well, of course, if, if you're going to have a style, it has to work everywhere, really. Uh, and, and uh, of course, we've checked it out everywhere, too. I mean, we've done it in the U.S. markets probably most extensively, but we have studied it and actually managed money uh, in, in other markets. Uh, and everywhere we've looked, whether it's Japan, whether it's Australia, whether it's, uh, whether it's Europe or uh, the EMU markets or, or the U.K. market, um, Hong Kong, wherever, wherever you look, you find these, these liquidity premiums. And they're, they're very substantial. They hold up. They're, they seem to exist in all sectors. Uh, they, of course, uh, some sectors are actually have are less liquid than other sectors. Like utilities, are less interesting to people, and people trade them less than say technology companies. So there, so you get uh, you get some cross sectional uh, cross sector uh, different uh, relationships here. But it works throughout all the markets. And I will say the last part of your question though was how do they do in different market environments? Well, any style doesn't always outperform. It, it performs generally most of the time, but not all the time. And, and essentially, these less liquid stocks actually have low betas. And so when markets are bubbles or when they're soaring markets, portfolios made up of these less liquid stocks actually would underperform. But they, I guess the good news is they're actually being taped in a, in a uh, kind of a rollicking market here that hasn't been too favorable. Uh, the good news is they really outperform in, in, uh, dramatically in these kinds of markets. Well, Roger, I thank you for joining us today. Certainly, we'll be watching closely to see if this style certainly catches on uh, among the broader industry. Thanks so much again. Well, John, it's been great to be here, and thank you. And thanks for watching this edition of the Take 15 series. Copyright 2011, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.